You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I guess there's a three, two main thing, maybe three, I don't know, two or three main topics I think that really deserve our attention. And then there's a little side topics that we can we can get into as well. The three main um main juicy topics that I look at today that we need to get into are, and in no order, are the Mets and their new GM and the fact that I guess Cohen came out yesterday and, and people close to him have said that, you know what, here here's the blank checkbook, Billy Epler, go spend it. So that's that's exciting and I guess a lot of high praise about Epler. So that's that's one thing that we certainly will get into. And again, it, it's hard after the season they've had, after the turmoil that they've had to deal with, to be that excited about the Mets right now. But I think there's reason for a little bit, a little bit of optimism. And what makes you have that optimism is that they can outspend anybody. And if they get a GM that's competent and capable that can outspend anybody, now you're in a good situation. So Mets certainly will be on the table. We'll get into them, the expectations for this coming year, what you want to see them do this offseason. Yankees part ways. That was surprising, huh? Part ways with Frazier, Wade, right? I mean, that's that, that very – I thought, and Odor, very surprising from the Yankees. So there, that that's done. I'm, tell me you wouldn't like to see the Mets pick up Tyler Wade, right? See, typically it's the Yankees that will pick up the Odors or, or the Wades or the – Frasers of the world, put them on their team, and all of a sudden they turn into big-time players like a, like a Gio Urshela, right? Gio Urshela was released. Gio Urshela was a nothing. He was a, a pretty good defensive player that the upside was really not there, and the Yankees turned him into to something, to a start, a legitimate starting third baseman. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where these guys wind up and, and what they have in different locations. But it always gets me nervous. And, uh, like when I'm, and this is a little weird, but I'll tell you anyway. When I'm making my cuts on like Thursday or Wednesday for fantasy football. And I'm looking to say, all right, I'm going to pick up this guy and I'm going to drop this guy. Even in dropping that guy, I'm like, oh, well, if I drop him and someone else picks him up and he turns it around, now I look like a fool, an absolute fool. And I don't want that to happen. So maybe you hang on to guys longer than you should. And that's kind of what they've done with Gary Sanchez. But those other three, they've determined, you know what? We, we've, we've had enough. We can't deal with it anymore. Um, the promise that they're going to be great at some point, whatever, not there, we move on, that's that. So that's kind of topic one. It's more Mets, a little bit of Yankees, but it's certainly baseball as we count down to, um, I guess, D-Day of whether they can get a new deal done, which seems unlikely, and we'll probably have a lockout, and that's that's how it is. Okay, so that's baseball. And then, and again, this is no order, I'm just coming out firing um, from all, all areas, like a Steph Curry kind of barrage here with you on a Saturday morning on 98.7. So the second thing I think you get into uh, is the Jets. And I, I, you know, I thought they did well. Uh, the, the jury was out uh, with Joe Douglas, and there was a lot of, I, I don't know. I mean, I like, I like some of the things he's done, and then other things were frustrating. And, and I think now, I think you have to be of the mindset where you're leaning towards, I'm, I'm not in love with Joe Douglas at this point. I mean, this is, see, this is year three, but he's had two drafts, right? So the first draft, amazingly enough, was not his. They had McCagnan run it, and then they brought him in after, which is miraculous in its own right. And then he's run two drafts, and they're they're getting worse. I mean, I, I know, and I hear it all. Well, they have the youngest team in all the NFL, and 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 that's all well and good. 
but there, there's no two ways about it. The Jets are awful, and this is the guy running the team, and they're getting worse. And, you know, to be this bad in a season where there were no expectations, I mean, that's the truth. If I would have told you the Jets would have, you know, somewhat competed, won six games, and Zach Wilson gave you moments by the end of the year that you looked at and you said, I think he's my future quarterback. I feel good about him. You would have said that was a win to the season. You know, this is this is not the 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 Titans. This is not the the I don't know Washington football team where you you came into the season and said to yourself, "All right, this team has some real expectations." There were no expectations. There were none. There was let let me believe that the coach is good. Let me see that the GM can pick guys that can contribute on this team, and let me see that the quarterback is the real deal. Well, you know what? I, right now, I can't answer affirmatively to any of those questions surrounding the Jets. I, I have real questions about the, the GM. I have more questions about the coach. And I have real questions about the quarterback. There, I mean, the Jets have taken really almost a, you know what, you have, you have no concerns. This is, a, this is a pass season. That's what this is, a pass season. And have turned it into a disaster is what they have done. That's not easy to do. See, the Giants had expectations. The Giants were, they need to be a playoff team or at a minimum compete for a postseason. So that's not going to happen. The Giants stink, and they're going to make changes. All right, and there were real expectations around the Giants. Now, they're not there. Obviously, the GM is not good. He's made some horrendous moves. They've had a ton of injuries. We don't know about the quarterback. We don't know about the head coach. Giants have all those issues. But they were supposed to. The Jets weren't even supposed to. This was almost supposed to be like a scot-free year. Like, you can't really mess this one up. You get a free pass. But no, it's the Jets. So first, they they play Mike White. He's amazing. Now, he's going to be the guy that, you know, okay, He's going to be your quarterback moving forward. They, they, they even addressed it. Like, Salah even addressed it with Mike White. Of this, you know, I don't know what happens. Let's see. Let's see. He was so good against Cincinnati. And then he got hurt that Thursday night game in Indianapolis. And, you know, and then he was bad. And, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You thought maybe he'd get Zach Wilson back this week. He's not able to come back. Or they don't want him to come back. Or whatever the case may be. I don't even know what the, what the truth is anymore, to be honest with you. Right? And you don't know the truth. You feel like you're being lied to with this organization right now. And now, I mean, and now the quarterback that they didn't need, the quarterback that there was no reason to have a veteran because they believed in Mike White and they believed in Zach Wilson, and that was the quarterback room that they felt comfortable about. And now you're going to start Joe Flacco? Are, are you kidding me? I mean, you're, you're telling me there is no way that you could call me right now. And you know the number. And if you don't, 800-919-3776 and say, you know what, Dave? I think you're off base. I think they have it going on. Like, there's, there's no way. There is no way on God's green earth that you could call me now and say, I think you're missing the boat here. I think Salah's done a nice job. I think Wilson is the answer. I think that Douglas has put this team in a position where the season has, has gone smoothly. No. In fact, it cannot and could not have gone worse than it is right now. And that's the truth. So think about this now. It's a team that has zero expectations. And they haven't met those this year. So the Jets on the table.
It's almost like a mini buffet. Or maybe it's a full buffet leading right into Thanksgiving. There's a theme. There's a theme. And then you have the Knicks. And the Knicks are, they're not the Jets. They're not. And you shouldn't compare the Knicks to the Jets. Because there are expectations. And there were expectations. And there should be expectations. And we're 15 games in. And I'm sorry if this upsets you. I'm concerned about the Knicks. And I know that you're going to call and say, it's 15 games in. Thibodeau is great. They'll figure it out. And my question in retort to that would be, why? Why do you believe, as we sit here on Saturday, November 20th, 2021, that in fact, they will figure it out? Really? Why? Why do you think they will figure it out? Because you like the coach? Because why? And you know what the answer is? There's no real reason. Kemba Walker looks awful. Evan Fournier, and I don't know if you remember, and I I don't want to get into this like, I told you so, and I'm the guy, and I know this, and I know that, or I I predicted this, or whatever, because everyone does this. But I was floored that they gave Evan Fournier $18 million a year for four years. Floored. Yeah, great. So you can score 19 points a game on a team that is playing irrelevant basketball and there's no one else on that team who who you look at and say, that's a player I would want. Not not for one second did I look at the Evan Fournier signing and say, ooh, you know, I I like this. In fact, I said I didn't like it. And, you know, have you looked at his numbers? He's a good shooter. He's a terrible defensive player. Terrible. And $18 million a year is legitimate money on this guy. And you look at the Eastern Conference, and I'll ask you right now, and we'll run through it quickly, and I'll answer for you since you can't. Are they better than Brooklyn? No. Are they better than Philly? No. He said, well, we beat Philly twice. You beat Philly once, yes, and then you beat Philly with nobody on their team. And I don't know what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. But if they turn Ben Simmons into something... All of a sudden, they're, I mean, they're considerably better than you. Boston, uh, you're right there. Toronto, you're right there. Chicago's better than you. The Cleveland suffers the big injury, right? Sexton out for the year. But they're, they're, they're right there. Milwaukee, I'm not even discussing. Indiana, uh, I know their record is not good, but they're right there. Detroit, you're better than Detroit. Fine, take that. Miami's better than you. Washington's better than you. Charlotte's better than you. Atlanta, and we saw what Atlanta did to you last postseason. And then you have Orlando, and they stink, and they're not better than you, but they beat you twice at the Garden. So excuse me for looking at the Knicks, and it's 15 games in, and I know that's what people are going to say. Dave, you're missing. You're missing the boat. It's the big picture. You know what? To get to the big picture, I get to get through the small picture. And the small picture right now, 8 and 7, is not good. You can't lose games at home to Orlando. And I'll ask you this. Do you like what you've seen from Julius Randle last year? Yes. Do you like what you've seen from Julius Randle right now? No. No. You don't. Julius Randle is, I'm sorry, he's not the same player. He's just not. Do you like Kemba Walker? No. Do you like Evan Fournier? No. Do you gasp every single time Mitchell Robinson goes down the lane or has a foul or falls to the floor? Yes. Do you like Tom Thibodeau? Yes. Do you look at this and say, Phil Jackson is running things? No. 
but you're eight and seven. You have a game that, I mean, you you better win this game tonight, this afternoon, 4.30, right here, 98.7 ESPN, against the dregs of the NBA in Houston. But I take nothing for granted now. I just saw the dregs of the NBA come into my stadium and beat me, not once, but twice. So do I have concerns about the, the Knicks? Absolutely. Would I be annoyed about the Jets? Absolutely. Do I have a little bit of optimism? but some uncertainty about the Mets? Absolutely. And that's where we start. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Um, Terrence Bud Crawford, who actually met and spoke to at halftime of a Knicks game when I used to do uh, pre and post for the Knicks, will defend his WBO welterweight world title in a legacy-defining super fight against Showtime Sean Porter tonight at Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay in beautiful Las Vegas. This top-ranked pay-per-view is exclusively on ESPN Plus in the United States at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, I come out, I I grease the skids, as some would say. I, 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 I get the audience hooked and locked in, and, and they're just on every word that I say, they're just, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes. And then I bring in the closer, Ty D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty D. How are you? Good morning, David. And I think the, the closer role is apropos because the starter, I mean, what a sensational week oh. you had. Uh, when you talk about the, um, the, the, the beautiful uh, performance that is DNR, you know, uh, Dave and, and Rick throughout the week, 5 to 8 a.m. here on 98.7 ESPN. Mm-hmm. We start the week with controversy. Rex Ryan versus Robert Sala. W- yeah. Where'd that start? That on start that, on, our on, show. Your, on your show. It sure did. So you're a newsmaker, my friend. Well, You're a newsmaker. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess so. And Rex again will be on uh, this Monday, and God knows what he'll say at 735 <laughs> as he is every Monday. God knows what he'll say. I mean, isn't it true? I mean, he's 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 going at Salah pretty hard there. Uh, you know, you know what I like though, is when you have guests on and they feel a way, and then you ask them about what do you think about this guy? And it's like, well, you know, he's good, or he's or they just they they tiptoe around. Not Rex. You ask Rex, what do you think about Robert Salah? Boom, he gives. Boom. It right I mean, to he you. he goes, you know. Full hog after him. He went right after him. He did. I mean, it sounds like he took. The I, I don't know if they were made up, but the comparisons um, to himself, it sounds like he took it personal. Oh, yeah. Hey. Well, you, you know what? I, I don't know that. The, I, I didn't hear a lot of comparisons, to be honest That's with what you. I said. Maybe he made it up. Yeah, like, maybe you know in his own mind. But that's Jordan what the used to do, do that. Jo- right? Like, Michael Jordan used to like exactly. Like, he, we, we saw the documentary. He like, completely made up a story about someone who played on another team just to destroy him. So maybe it, that exactly. Rex gets off Which on is amazing, well. by the way. Like, like, isn't it amazing to you that if someone could make something up and it could drive them? <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm, I'm being sincere. Like, I couldn't, I, I don't have that. Like, if someone wronged me, I would have a vendetta against them, and I, and I get that. But I couldn't in my, and this is, I guess, how, how like brilliant and savant like someone like Michael Jordan, maybe Rex is, that they can almost create stuff, and that fuels them. That good for them. Now, can I, can I? Play a little bit of the other side here, and I think Rex. You know, I loved him uh, when he was the the head coach. Back to back AFC title games. Uh, it, it was a great time as a Jet fan. He also would love us to ignore 
that after after that two year run, he went forty one and fifty four as a as a head coach. Oh, you know, Rex 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 loves Rex. Yes. There's a little bit of revisionist history, but he comes by it honestly. Like his dad was this way, his brother is this way. I mean, this this is the way that the the family acts, right? They are the biggest, brashest, baddest, best, uh, whatever it is in in on any team that they're on. But I get it. Salah hasn't been great. The defense is it's a train wreck. They're the worst in the NFL. And Samini points out all the numbers, ranking them as one of the worst uh, in Jets franchise history. But Rex, I mean, 13 games under 500 after the, the back-to-back t- title appearances. You're not exactly the guy that, you know, should be pumping your chest out. Fair, but you know what? You never looked at Rex's defense and weren't just, I mean, yeah, embarrassed. Of I course. mean, what, what Salah and—, and if I said to you to start the season, they brought him in here, what's the one thing you expect will go well for the Jets under Robert Sala? It would be oh, okay. And I think that's kind of the point that Rex is making. And again, I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here, but their defense is it's not even bad. So like I don't know it, I don't know what's more concerning, Dave. when you listen to a defensive minded head coach, you know, rave about the the complexity of the Miami Dolphins. Oh my God! Uh, schematically, when they're ranked twenty fourth in scoring, exactly. so that's why that that's why you're going to start Joe Flacco, or as we just mentioned, how woeful. And I get uh, the injury to uh, Lawson was devastating, but they shouldn't be this bad. Well, I mean, but stop it. They, they, did, they didn't lose Lawrence Taylor. No, I get it. I he, mean, they lost, a, they lost a nice player. A key cock to, to what they uh, were going to do on defense. A pass Ma- rusher. Arguably your, your best pass rusher that you have on the team. Inarguably, I would say. But sure. Uh, go but, ahead. but fine. I mean, certainly, certainly a piece. But it's not, I mean, you, you didn't lose Reggie White. You, no, you, you, know, didn't. you didn't lose Jack Lambert. You lost a, a, a piece. <laughs> the fact that you go out there and, and really you're non competitive. Yeah. Like the Bills the week prior. Looked dreadful offensively. Couldn't score a touchdown offensively. Could have scored fifty against you if they wanted. Two weeks in a row, the Bills looked you know right? subpar, and, and they come here and, and look what they did. And to that's you. that's the thing. I mean, Indianapolis, they, yeah, you know they have a they have a good offense. They have a legitimate running game. Jonathan Taylor could have like had a sandwich in one hand as he ran through the holes that were left for him by his offensive Mac line. Mac Jones, who's Mister Dink and Dunk, and I know everyone loves him because you know the Pats are actually doing pretty well. They're seven and three right now. Put put up fifty on and, this Jet and, defense. I mean, fifty. The Colts could have put up sixty. The Bills could have put up fifty. The Bengals put in in a win put up thirty. I mean, the defense is abysmal. So again, what I said in the open tie, and you're a Jets fan. I am. It, it's so troubling because it's not often that your team has no expectations, and to have really no expectations. And not live up to that is not an easy thing to do. It's not, and it's and I, I love how you're assigning blame also to Joe Douglas, who's how the can face I not? Of, who's the face of all of this? And just remember, we're we're like just a, things change so quickly because a, a year ago at this time, everyone is so in love with Joe Douglas now. And look, he still has time to fix fix the situation. Uh, we know that because of the prior regime, there was a lot of corrections that needed to be made. So it's going to take some time. But everyone was so in love with him. What what exactly has he done through two plus years? Like, who are the blue chippers on this team? Quentin Williams. Think, I don't think you have them. I mean, you you loved the left tackle. Yeah, you loved back then. You loved Quentin Williams. I, I don't think you loved Beckton the way you did. Right. Well, he's been hurt. I mean, well, you know, what, but that's part of the issue yeah. is that he's often hurt he and can't stay on the field. Yep, he can't stay on the field. Uh, Quinn and Williams, 
Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's a nice he's, player. He's a really good player. Hasn't been the difference maker you no. thought he would be, but he's still a no. good player. No. Out, but outside you, you, of that. The quarterback is a, a tremendous question mark. Uh, no, I mean, Vera Tucker looks like he's going to be a, a yes. really good player for a really That's long time. Yep. But, but come on. If you've gone through two full drafts and two full free agent cycles, and the big piece that you have to look at right now is is the left guard, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not great. It's not. It is not great. There and is. I like Michael Carter, the running back, but yeah. again, it's. I mean, he's not Barry Sanders. He's fine. The offensive he's, line he's is fine. still a mess. The receiving core is. I mean, leaves a lot to be desired. They're a mess. It, they are. They are a mess. They don't of look an any better. Right they now. don't look any better than they did three years ago. You know what? I'll say they look worse than they did three years ago. And that's fair. And and that's fair. And that's where we are. And that's that's in fact where we are. So 800-919-3776. We will get to the calls. By the way, uh, I completed Squid Game this week. So oh. we're a very tight-knit show here. We are. Right? You agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay. And one of the tight-knit people on the show, the great Jake Montgomery, a Yankees fan extraordinaire, uh, told me, what, what do you think it was, Jake, maybe a month ago? Yeah, I would say a month ago or so. Uh, there's a show I've been watching. It's wild. I think you need to take it in, Dave. And that was Squid Game. And I'm not one of these. I hear it, and I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, you know, Jake says something. I, I'm not going to buy into it. I buy right into it. And this week, I completed Squid Game. I'm not going to give it away because I'm not like Michael K, where I'm just going to you know, drop endings to shows that maybe you haven't had a chance to watch yet. But what a what a show. Again, what a show. Again, Dave, I appreciate, you know, you taking my recommendation and I'm glad you liked the show, but it was the most popular TV show in about 90 countries, so for me to take credit for Squid Game, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but when you brought it to my attention, I hadn't even heard of it. I hadn't heard of it. And you said, I'm, I'm watching it's Squid Game. You you got to watch it. And then in the ensuing weeks, it started to get like a, a a bubbling and people were discussing it nonstop and then it it got to the level that it that it's now at. When you brought it to my attention, it was not at that level. And oh my, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin anything. But what a show! What a show! Well, in that case, I am gonna take the credit. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'm not a subtitle guy, right? Like I, I need, I need to to hear the actors. So did words. you do subtitles and the dubbing? Because people all watched it in different ways. Did Some I people do did it subtitles. No, I did. They spoke English for me. Gotcha. So I yeah. actually did both. I did the dubbing with the English voices and the subtitles. That seems like a lot. And it was for sure. But again, it's crazy because so many people watched it in different ways. Yeah, I watched it. They were speaking English for me. And how about some of those voices? <laughs> some of them were pretty funny. Yeah, but phenomenal. But it was so good. It was so, And the acting was excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I can't give it um, more than the two thumbs up that, in fact, I have. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like to be that uncomfortable pimply face, not very popular kid. But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. And away we go. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. All right, Ty D. Butler. 
What do you have our overall yearly record as right now? We are at 324 and 70. 70. That's pretty good. I mean, not bad. Now, when I take days off and Gordon or Anita or someone else does it, does that factor in there or no? No, it does not. That is just is my record run. solely. Because, by the way, uh, they actually change the name of the segment depending on who's hosting it. So you'll do, like, question marks if it's Anita. Uh, Damer, I, I can't think of what he does. It was a dupe Damer. Dupe Damer. Dupe. See, I like question marks. Dupe Damer, I'm not a huge fan of that name. So I think you should tell him. Take I think I will. With them. I think I will. Thirteen uh, and two last week, so we got two streaks. We have to keep alive. You've never had a week where you've gotten more than four questions in, and never once has anyone stumped you twice. There you go. Uh, you have callers lined up. Do you love these callers? I love them. And you by the way, them. I did get a, a DM from someone who says they I, I love me some Stump Rothenberg. So at least we have that going for us today. Right. I mean, so really, anything that I bring to your attention and say maybe we should avoid this, you make sure to keep it on extra, right? Well, people are, are reaching out to me. Okay. So you know what? I gotta I'm going to reach know. out to the people. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, Stump Rothenberg, lead us off. All right, Dave. Well, first off, you wanted it last week since you beat me. So let's go, Rangers. Uh, nice. And Nice. All right. I, so, I've, I've I've won you over in a in a bet that you're now a Rangers fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, but hopefully that ends this week. I don't think so. All right. So we're talking baseball. Okay. Who's the last player to lead the league in stolen bases with over a hundred? Oof. So I mean, the guys that you think of are Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman. Omar Moreno. Mm. I mean, th- those are the guys. No Sean Moreno. N- not no Sean. Moreno. <laughs> uh, got nobody. Nobody gets. I think Ellsbury had seventy one year, but that's uh, now. Does it matter either league or are you going for a specific league? No, either league. Just the, the you know MLB. I, I think it's Vince Coleman then. I think he did it like three consecutive years. Are you looking for the year as well or just the player? No, just the player. Yeah, I th- I think it's Vince Coleman. Final answer? Oh, God. I mean, Lou Brock, but that's definitely before Coleman. Henderson did it, but that's got to be before Coleman. Final answer. <coughs> Do it again, Dave. Oh. It's 1 0, Ty, 1 0. My favorite part of the segment might be the trepidation you get upon someone saying, final answer. Because I know now it's the end. <laughs> it's the end. I, I, it, like, there is no turning back. There is no, <laughs> you have a life. Like, that is it. <laughs> it's over. That, that is it. It's, uh, ju- it's, it's the final judgment. It's judgment. That's right. Day. And, and that is it. And. In typical fashion, we get it right. Ed, Long Island. Ed, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dave. Uh, New York shares its borders with five other states. New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, and Pennsylvania. Only one state shares its borders with eight other states. Name that state. Now, you think this would be difficult for me, right? Uh, moderately. Um, 
I think it's Tennessee. Okay, I have to ask. Final? Final? Final. Yeah, final. You are correct, sir. There we go. Uh, that, that is 2-0. and oh. Now, Ty, could you name the eight states the Tennessee borders? That's a tough one. Could you, could you name five? You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, that's right. That's a tough one. For five? It's a tough one, man. Oh, come on. Let's just celebrate that you got it right. <laughs> Can you okay. name all eight? It's definitely Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina. Do you know the answer? Uh, I'm looking it up now. Arkansas. Georgia. Alabama. Pretty good. What do I have now? Uh, you've got one more, I believe. Mississippi. Actually, you had one more. You had two more, so now you got one more. That's so why I have so seven got, of eight? Yeah. Did I say Missouri? You have not. That's the final one. There we go. Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas, and Missouri. I mean, do you see what I just did there? I mean, that's I mean, you're not getting that anywhere else. Good Nowhere Lord, else you're that. good. Good Lord, my you're good. Goodness. Uh, let's go to uh, this is a good caller. He he might be my the Lex Luthor to my Superman, Chris <laughs> and Beth Page. Good morning, Chris. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, I appreciate the compliment. I think I think I asked you that question a while ago. The uh, and you got it right, which is good. But I think there might be two states that have eight states of border. I think Missouri may be another one. I think you may want to check that out. But All anyhow. Right. Um, all right, Dave. So I think I got a layup for you today. Okay. All right. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper becomes the fifth player to win an MVP. In only seven for Missouri, teams. by the way. Only seven. Only seven for only Missouri. Seven for Missouri. Okay. So, sorry, Chris. All right. Go ahead. All right. All right. So Bryce Harper becomes the fifth player to win an MVP for two different teams. Okay. Uh-huh. He joins A-Rod and Barry Bonds. Can you name the other two? Frank Robinson was there. And I think he's the first one to do it in two different leagues. Because he did it with the Orioles. I think he's the only one in two different leagues, but that's right. And Jimmy Fox, I believe, is the other. Very good job, David. Thank you. Thank you. you. I mean, Ty. (laughs) What's happening here is I I wanted to say unbelievable, but it's not. This is, I mean, this Ty, is you, but you, but you do, you witness what's happening, we right? We are bearing witness to, you know, an all-time performance as far it's as early. is concerned. It's very early. Yeah, but the, um, it's not about quantity. It's about the quality. And you're impressed. And I got to be honest with you. The questions have been very nice today. I mean, you said that I, I, I do this better than anyone. You do it. Listen, RJ does this not as well as you do <laughs> I said that, and I stand by it. Uh, Jake, you're playing today? I am playing, yes. Okay. You're going Yankees baseball. It's not Yankees baseball, but it's kind of similar to Chris and Beth Page's question because we okay. haven't really talked about it much, but the awards did get you know named this week, MVP and Cy Young. So my question is, Robbie Ray won the Cy Young Award on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this, but he spent his rookie season with the Detroit Tigers in 2014. That makes the Detroit Tigers in that year have five Cy Young winners on that team, which is the most Cy Young winners on any team ever. I know you don't like the multiple-choice questions, but can you name for me the other four Cy Young winners on that 2014 Detroit Tigers baseball team? So they 
let me just see if I understand this. They won it, but not with the Tigers? or So looking explain? back at that team, they had five Cy Young winners now on that team with Robbie okay. Ray. Can you name the other four? And this is what year? The 2014 Tigers? This should be a layup. This was the well, 24. It, two are very easy, which is well, why, it's, it's again, Scherzer and Verlander are the obvious. Those were the two obvious. So can you tell me the other two Cy Young Award winners on that Detroit, Detroit Tigers team? This should be pretty easy for you. You know what? Do me a favor and shut up. Um, I think Drew Smiley, but as far as I'm concerned, he never, never in fact, won the, uh, the Cy Young. I th- did Rick Porcello win the Cy Young? He did. Rick Porcello is— hey, What do you mean this is—that's not easy. I mean, he pitched for your that's team That's the one that I year. thought I might be able to stump you on, so there's one more guy. You just guy. had him on your team. You should know that. There's one more? Yeah. So, yeah, on, so I gave you guy. Robbie Ray, you got Scherzer and Verlander, and you just got Rick Porcello. So there's one yeah. more guy. So I think Smiley, but he, he never won the Cy Young. No, this is the other starter. The other starter. Is a st- so it's not a Joe Nathan. He was like an underrated. Was David Price on that team? Dave, you are the man. That is indeed correct. So that is the five Cy Young Award winners. I didn't even know Robbie Ray was on that team. But those are the five, Robbie Ray, Verlander, Scherzer, Price, and Porcello. Uh, The Dodgers this year actually held four Cy Young Award winners with Scherzer, Price, Kershaw, and Bauer. Of course, Bauer did not spend much time there. No. uh, So Scherzer's on both answers, huh? That is correct, yes. Mm -hmm. And Bauer's also on. There's been a few teams with three Cy Young winners. In 2018, Cleveland had Bauer, Bieber, and Kluber. 2018 also had Verlander, Cole, and Keuchel. So we have seen it a few times with but three. Five is really five is a lot. Yeah. That's the number. And that I, really I, is. And, and um, the, the Astros also scored a lot of runs against the Red Sox. I mean, Jake has a stat about that that he wants oh, to get wait, I'm sure he'll get. Into we need that to later. let this go. All right. <laughs> he won't let it go. He is the man that holds on to something forever. <laughs> I love it. Uh, how is Fred in Fresh Meadows? Is he good? Oh, he's a beauty. It's a beauty. All right, Fred in Fresh Meadows, bring your beauty. All right, I'm I'm a little intimidated given how you're going because this is another baseball question. So here it is. In in the post-war era, of the 14 players who have hit four home runs in a game, only two are in the Hall of Fame. Can you name those two? I know Bob Horner did it, and there's no way he's in the Hall of Fame. Don't be disrespectful. That man has a family. I'm just saying there's no way he's in the hall. Sean Green, I think, did it. I know Mike Cameron did, and I remember Ed, not Edwin, Mark Witten did also, not in the hall. Michael Jack Schmidt, I think, did it. He's in the hall. That's one. My middle name and all. Well, I know it. Full name. Mike Schmidt is number one. Now, Gil Hodges should be on this list, but he's not. Post what war are we saying? Post war, since the end of World War II. World War II, so that eliminates Lou Gehrig. I think Willie Mays would be my other answer. That's your final answer, sir. Final answer. You are the man. That's five and zero. Oh. We have something special brewing here. We we really do. Five and zero. Oh. We're five and zero. Oh. Now, I, I don't know what's happened to the only single answer questions, even like our, well, our own Jake is going down a bad path. <laughs> well, what happens is as the, you know, the brilliance continues to display itself at, at such a high level, we've got to make it tougher for you. 
I don't. I don't think it's fair. I, I think it's very fair, and and you can't argue that when you're five and zero. Oh. Uh, well, just because I'm phenomenal doesn't mean that that it's fair. Yes, I don't think it, it, there's so a direct correlation. To whom much is given, much is required, my friend. Uh, all right, so I, I could use a break. Can we take a break? Let's do it. All right, so you're going to line up some more questions. We we're will. five and zero. Oh. I'm not saying we're going to go undefeated. And I'm not saying we're not either. 1-800-919-37. Don't do that. Because here's what we're staring at. A couple of weeks ago, you started 10-0. and 0, Yeah. You ended 15-1. and 1. That's not what we're looking for. So line up your first-round questions. You can also line up your where-did-they-go-to-college questions. And you also have your five-pack of where-did-they-go-to-college questions as well. Oh, yeah. Stump Rothenberg back with you. 9870 ESPN. Brought to you by Slomans. And NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. Ty, refresh everyone where we left off uh, at the end of segment one. We are 5-0, and o, baby. F- a red-hot, scalding 5-0. and o. Red hot. <sighs> All right. Now, so here's here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Let's, let's give you a preview of what's to come. We've got two more um, generic Stump Rothenberg questions. Okay. You say generic like they're just layups. No, like general questions that okay. are not um, tied to our college portion, where I get the the you know the five pack, yeah, the five pack, and you've always gotten those correct. I've never missed one. You've never missed one college <laughs> question. So what we're looking at is all you need to do really is to get through these two, and you're essentially gonna clinch a. Well, a, I don't want I don't game. want to think like that. And, <laughs> and you still have to answer the the callers. Maybe they they have their own college question. Yeah. We'll right, that's that's a possibility as well. So let's let's start that process and bring in Chris in Jersey. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How you guys doing today? We're doing good. What do you got? Who was the first baseball player to ever play for two separate teams on the same day and get base hits on on uh, each team? Now, Joey Youngblood definitely played for two teams. But I don't know if he got base hits. And there, therein lies the yep, problem. Yep, you got it right. Oh, that's, that's right. All right. Yeah. Oh! We're gonna have to ban that guy. That is what you. No, call but I would have undis- gone with Youngblood because I didn't know anybody else. Yeah, but that's undisciplined football. But that, but you can't blame me. That's just that's. But I'm not to be blamed for that's, that. That's a hard count at the line of scrimmage. It's third and five. There's and no reason for you to jump offside. He ju- he re- he did. He, but you know what? I don't. It's not my fault. I've done nothing wrong. No, I'm not Mark blaming me you. At six and oh. I'm not blaming you. Is that if you're a fan of the show, you got to know how it works. Very undisciplined by him. I don't like maybe, that. Maybe, like maybe what you do is he serves a one-week suspension. Uh, it might be in one week. <laughs> a month? <laughs> one week. We a might month? not hear from him until, you know, 2022. What, are you going to make him go missing? 2022. Wow. All right. Uh, Richie Middle Village. Richie, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. I got four players have hit a home run in their teens and their 40s. Ooh. Alex, Rod- Al- I'm thinking Alex Rodriguez has to be one. Correct. And of course, you're looking for all four. Well, he told me to give you two. You want one more? No, no, no. It's... Okay. Um. Oh my God. I don't know how I'm gonna get this one. You want a hint? No, no, not yet. Gary Sheffield. Correct. And I have to get all four? 
I'm thinking here. I think it could okay, be Rusty Stodd. I'm thinking it could be Mel. That's the, that's the third. That's the third one. <laughs> you can't blame me, Ty, for that. One more. So Rusty Stobb is the third, or Mel Ott is the third? No, Rusty Stobb is the third. All right, so it's clearly not Mel Ott then. Um, Minnie Minoso. Thinking of people that, that played. Honus Wagner. I mean, are we going like? Is there is there a, a restriction? Can we go back a hundred years? You can go back as far as you want. It's in the 1900s, though. So it is the 1900s. I'm thinking Wagner or Cobb would be my thoughts. I don't know that Honus Wagner started as a teenager, so I'll... uh, Mantle didn't play until his 40s. I'll go Ty Cobb, but I'm... You're 7-0. That's... Yes, Ty! (laughs) 7-0. Now, Ty, you, you, you directed me to now we go to your five-pack. Is that well, where we're going? Well, we do have one more geography question. Is it a it's, good question? It's, it's tough. Is it a good question? It's a good question, but it's tough. It's like one of those, it's a trick question. Is it a multiple-part question? It is a multiple-part question. Well, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna turn to you as my, my liaison here. Is it, should I take the question or should we just move on to your five-pack? I'm, concern, so I'm concerned about the clock. Because it's gonna it's gonna take you a while to figure it out. So what I can do is I can tell him to call back. Because I I do think it's a good question. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So you tell me what to do. So I, I, I'm gonna actually have Dwayne call us back next week just because it's gonna take too long. We gotta okay. get to RJ Bell at the top of the hour. Got a okay. lot to do. Tickets to give away and all that. We have good a stuff. lot going on. Uh, so so we'll have. So him call I am back. now five questions away from you. Yes. From having an undefeated Stump Rothenberg. You are. Are okay. you ready? I'm as ready as I probably will ever be. All right, so I was watching him the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Payton II. Uh, Oregon State. Wow, look at you. Oh! Now, could, could you tell me where he went prior to going to Oregon State? It was a community uh, college. I, I, no, I cannot. Uh, Stop it. You know what? That's just not fair. <laughs> Salt Lake Community College. Uh, Jamal Tinsley. I think it's Iowa State. He's a, he's a Brooklyn kid also. He is a Brooklyn kid. No, I know that. I, it's not, he, he, he went to Iowa State. I'm, I feel confident in that. I'm not going to jump answer. off sides. Is your final answer? Yeah, final oh, answer. You're correct. Two and <laughs> Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. Um, longtime NBA player. Long time. I believe he played for Dr. Tom. At? So he might have not played for Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom might have been gone. Um, He went to Iowa. He did go to Iowa, 3 and Rick, <laughs> Funny Two Ricky away. Davis story, just to stall a little bit. I, I want you to think about what's going to happen here. I remember when LeBron got drafted, uh, there's video of him saying, yeah, we didn't really need him because you know, they got me. How'd that work out, Ricky Davis? Very well. Uh, Maurice Cheeks. The great Mo Cheeks, who uh, I believe w- started out with the Philadelphia 76ers and wound up uh, with the Knicks as well. He did. Uh, he's a Texas A&M Aggie. Ooh. There you go. And they traded Mike Cheeks for? Uh, who did they trade him for? Who did? Oh, only Rod Strickland. All right. 
We're um, one away. We are one away, baby. We're one. So we, we are now eleven and zero. We are eleven and zero. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Uh Bobby Portis. I believe it's the SEC. Sorry, I believe it's the SEC. Not only do I think it's the SEC, but I believe it's uh, it's very hoggish. <laughs> Not only do I believe that it's very hoggish, I believe that that's the University of Arkansas. The Razorbacks. You are correct. Good job, my friend. And that, I believe we call an undefeated, perfect venture into Stump Rothenberg. Wow. Oops, 12. Oops, I did it again. 12 <laughs> and oh, Brittany. 12 <laughs> and oh. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, Rothenberg and Bell with you, 9870 ESPN on the, the Saturday right before Thanksgiving. So, RJ, people are lined up. I mean, the phones are lit up, ready to roll. Are you also ready to roll here on the Frenzy? I'm a skeptic of the Frenzy, but I was won over until last week. It was a disaster, I thought. Uh, last week, I, I don't remember the specifics, but I think you'll fall back in You blocked it out, like PTSD. Like, there were three hang-ups and oh, then yeah. a garbled question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had people calling with marbles, actually, in their mouth to the frenzy. All right, we're going to remedy that today. People are excited about it. I'm going to start out with a, a Twitter question for you. I'm going I'm to make it very easy. Uh, okay, let me find this one here. Here we go. Does RJ, this is um, your Edom. Does RJ like the Dolphins team total under 23 and a half? Sala wants to shut Rex Ryan up. No, I don't. And I actually like Miami a good bit. And here's why. And I want to get your thoughts on this because you have insight in the Jets, obviously. I felt like the decision to start Flacco was a waving of the white flag in this game in a way. And... I think the rationale of why he did it, and this is my speculation, is logical, which is Mike White had a bad game, okay? So now it's like, okay, whatever he did before, he had four interceptions. We can, if we don't let him play again, he can't really come back from that. He's like he's the guy that had four interceptions. But if you let him play this week, there's some chance he has another good game. And now he's had a majority of good games, and that four interception game doesn't really matter but they've already decided that he's not the guy to be the starter, that he doesn't have the pedigree, he doesn't have the whatever physical skills to be a full-time starter, and thus it can only hurt Wilson by having him as like a potential competitor. Thus they wanted to keep him on the shelf, and by starting Flacco, you're sacrificing this game for that end, and I think that the team knows it. Well, I, I got to tell you, if that, in fact, is what they're doing, and, and Rick, my co-host, Monday to Friday here, 5 to 8 on 9870 ESPN, he has the exact same thought that you have. If that is, in fact, what they're doing, that's pathetic. It, re- it really is. Because Zach, Zach Wilson is going to be your starting quarterback long term. That's just defined by the fact that you took him second. But if you are avoiding um, the quarterback, Mike White, this week because you, you think it makes it, it dicey or, or it's not now an attractive situation if Mike White plays well, you're, you're in big trouble if you're Robert Sala, in my opinion. Now, I agree with you, but let me ask you a question. You keep hearing all the time about how the situation allows a quarterback to do so well. Don't you think these little 
maybe petty psychologies actually in aggregate are meaningful that that you could have a guy that gets his head messed up and he never recovers or he never gets a chance to recover whereas he doesn't get his head i think sometimes one pass can change your career and you, you, i gotta wonder if it could affect him and you he's your biggest asset maybe you should protect him well i don't have an issue with him not playing my issue is that if he's not going to play then mike white should be the quarterback well he's being protected from the potential of mike white being a competitor when you don't want oh someone nipping at his heels. You know what? If, if you have to treat this guy with kid gloves already where you have to start a specific guy and he doesn't look good and you have to rest him and bench him, like I, already I have issues then. I, I'm already I agree. There. All right, let, let's go. we got to go rapid fire. Let's go. Let's start with Fran and Massapequa. Fran, you're on the frenzy. Go, baby. Please help me. Can I bet the house this weekend on Baltimore to beat the Bears? Okay, so Lamar never bet the house, first of all. Though that reminds me of a great Billy Walter story. He came back and lost his house at the bar pitching quarters. He told his <laughs> wife, we got to move. That, he told me that on air, which was awesome. Okay, number two, here's why I don't like Baltimore. Lamar Jackson was out two practices. Now, when he came back on Friday, the line shot up from four and a half to six and a half or so. Now, you might say, well, he's back. But if you miss two practices after that that devastating loss against Miami, it's not like a veteran's day. He was hobbled, and that's, we don't know how close to 100% he is. People think about injuries as binary, zero or one. They're not. If you play and you're hurt, you might be less than 100%. I don't know what Lamar is. I can't play in Baltimore. Let's go Sean in Brooklyn. Sean, you're on the frenzy. Hey, who's the better Jones, Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? Shout out Dick. Um, and Mac Jones looks better right now. I I think Daniel Jones, that game he got the concussion might be a career changer because he had just had his best game. And, I mean, to me, when he came back after missing the one game and had a terrible game, I'm not sure it wasn't concussion-related. And maybe he doesn't – because the narrative had started to turn. that Because his PFF grade was great. And, it's, and I'm telling you, I don't know what they're going to do with him, and maybe he'll get a whole other year. But, Dave, you follow the media very closely. Didn't you see that as an about face in a way when he was like just he's starting been to better. search? I, I feel like he's been better this season, and I think there is optimism around him. And I also think that they've done him no favors, and the injuries have been just devastating. Because the left tackle has been out, and that's a big blow, and he's supposed to be back, and Barkley's been out, and he's supposed to be back, and Galladay's been out, and he's supposed to be back, and Evan Ingram has missed time. Like, they have done him no – and, and uh, Kadarius Tony's been out, so – yeah, I think that the, the narrative is starting to change, but let, let's see what the rest of the season holds for this kid, and then I think we'll have uh, be able to make a, a better decision uh, on Daniel Jones. Uh, but right now, Mac Jones looks just terrific. Sal and Duchess. Sal, you're on the frenzy. Mr. Bell, why ain't you on the case show anymore, and could you please give me three... What'd you hang up on him for? That wasn't very nice. I think... That's Sal and Duchess. I think wow. he was start. I think he was starting to um, ask for like some kind of like free tickets or something. So I, I, I think. I, but on the K show, it was simple. Is as the season as it got closer to the season, I tend to do things that aren't particularly smart sometimes when I'm busy and I didn't return some emails and the kind of things went past. And hopefully, you know, I love being on the K show and I love Michael K. 
and uh, you know, hopefully next year we'll be able to do it. But uh, wow. yeah, not nothing negative at all. That's a that's a bad job by you. You, you look past emails. Listen, from sometimes Ted. I think I wish for the. They, I got to be honest, Dave. I'm so busy that it's almost like I want things taken from me because then I can start to breathe a little bit. And and I know that's not you know to some degree you're supposed to do whatever no matter what. But when you're ten, you know, I'm 15 years into this. It's like I love. And, and his show, I mean, I loved it, but it's just like to some degree I'm just crying for a little bit of breath. And I'll tell you one more thing. If all you do is work extra hard to do the, the daily, you never do anything new. You never do anything exciting. And it has nothing to do with Michael K. because in truth, I, if I looked at it in a perspective, he would make the cut, no doubt. But the idea of me having a little time to think it actually really helps me, and, and I think anyone that's got creativity in their job has to have that time. Lou in Brooklyn. Lou, you're on the frenzy. RJ, your opinion on the gambling movie, Nobody Ever Remembers California Split. Ooh, Robert Altman, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost certain. Um, if I recall, uh, maybe have, can you have your producer make sure we're talking about the same movie? I, yeah. I'm almost uh, certain. It's it's based in Reno, and um, Robert Altman, who did Shortcuts, remember that, right? Sure. Famous director. He, he did Nashville, one of the most famous movies of the 70s. Um, the, uh, it was about, like, two retired, like, two guys that had just gotten divorced, and it was, I, there was a movie, uh, Mississippi Grifter, I think it was, that came out, like, five years ago that was similar to that, but a good movie for sure. Uh, by the way, I just uh, did a little search. California Split, uh, yes, directed by Robert Altman, starring Elliot Gould and George Segal. So, yeah, or maybe Siegel. I don't know how, how you say it, but uh, yeah. So, so some real real names in that movie. Well, Robert Altman's probably one of the ten most famous directors of the last fifty years. Um. So, is it worth me watching or no? I would say that one's a little niche. Like, it's okay. more of a study of a man, middle-aged men, and, like, what, he's almost like a middle-aged crisis, but, like, a serious examination. I'm not, like, the idea of, like, he gets a sports car, but, like, what does gambling represent? You know what's funny, Dave? <laughs> when, I'll be quick. One of the things that I, I really didn't know about Vegas until I moved here, there's a bunch of 50-something guys that are divorced that are almost acting like it's high school again in a good way, where they got a buddy they meet, and they just met in Vegas, and they eat lunch, and then they go play cards. They go to the track, and it's like it's almost like like they they were like that. Then they got married, then they got divorced, and then they're like that again all the way through their seventies. And and to me, I kind of think if you're going to get divorced, you might as well end up in Vegas. Uh, it's a fair point, although that's hopefully not going to happen in my life. Let's go to Chad in Brooklyn. Chad, you're on the frenzy. Hey guys, uh, quick movie oh, and on, then bang, a question bang, about bang that, bang that out. <clears throat> Terrible. Nora is going to do better in the Bronx. Nora, go. Who is NFL MVP this year? That's a nice question. NFL MVP this year. Uh, I guess your choices are what Murray, but it, it seems difficult for him to win it now. Brady, Dak Prescott, uh, Rogers. I guess those those are the guys. No, right? no, no. What do you mean, no? I don't think Rogers had any chance. Josh Allen because there. because it's so hard to win two in a row. It's almost you know, and and he's not even like even. I mean, think of Mahomes when he won one in the next year. It was like he was competitive, and it wasn't even a consideration. I, it's all narrative based. I would say this: I would look at the odds and pick like three 
guys that were 20 to 1 or better. Because I think no one has a clear shot and someone could surge, you know, at the end. And that's, you know, even if you hit one of them, well, you can only hit one. But if you hit one of the three, you've effectively got paid like 7 to 1. Like, you know, because you've got three bucks yep. to win 20, effectively. Yep. All right. So that's not, not so, But answer our question. Who's number one right now? Yeah, who's number one, RJ? Come on. <sighs> you have to say Josh Allen, right? Even no, though? no. Because so the analytics he doesn't, he doesn't crowd like Josh Allen. <laughs> well, he no, doesn't. but the analytics crowd, he has he's not having near as good of a year as last year. So where are you going to go? So how's this sound? We'll tease it across the break, and I'll oh give it to you when we come back. All right, it's going to be Brady. I'm telling you, that's who it's going to be. He's lost oh. two games in a row. How is he the MVP? Because you can't lose two games in a row and win the MVP. Right now, <laughs> you can't you, you can't be at at number one fresh off of two All straight right, listen, losses. L- listen, on the Ty Butler show, you can have this discussion. Right now, you on know the that's show, what I, you know something, Dave. That's what I say to my producer. Well, he doesn't dare talk without permission. But if he goes on too long. I tell him get a thousand. He has a show. He gets like four hundred listeners. I'm like get a thousand and we'll start talking. There you go. Exactly. All right. Um, Ty to do that. Yeah, Jake, blow this this frenzy dead. There you go.